Hi people, hello, 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 hello everybody. Welcome to Faith Boosters, another time of hanging out together around the word of God. I'm always so happy to hang out with you guys. Thank you so much. It's been amazing hearing the testimonies of what God is doing in our lives through his word. So many of you have come to know Jesus through this broadcast. I've met some of you precious people who came to know the Lord and are walking with him now. I tell you, it's worth it. Some of you have sent me testimonies of breakthrough with your parents, in your lives, in with God, in different areas of your life. It's always good to hear from you and to know what God is doing. But you know what to do right now? Share, 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 call friends. Let them know we are on right now and we are sharing in the word of God together. So we've been doing, I don't want to call it a series, but yeah. So we've been sort of talking about honor, right? about honoring God as a key to real breakthrough. Honoring the Lord, that's where it begins. It all begins with honoring God and then honoring um, we talked about honoring parents, right? Natural parents, we talked about honoring the people who are way makers for you or who have opened the door for you in different areas of your life. And today we're supposed to be talking about honoring your spiritual parents but i and we will come to it don't worry i i had prepared you to see but i feel in my heart those who are around me that i've been telling them that i'm hearing rumblings in the spirit about two specific things like it just won't go away uh for maybe a month or two now it's just been this urgency in the spirit realm when you're praying sensing a call to two areas which i want us to address today and then next week and it's the area of prayer, but differently. Because when you talk prayer, we think asking or, um, I don't know, fighting demons. Many things come to your mind. What comes to your mind when you talk about prayer? All sorts of things. People asking about position, length of time, etc. But I've been hearing the word intimacy. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You know, a refreshing, a new dimension. Uh, because there are dimensions in the Spirit. Um, and so... It's like God is calling us to an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I belong to a church called Worship Harvest. And there's a program we do every Wednesday at 5 p.m. for our leaders. Well, it's live on YouTube, ETC. You can check it out, East African time. And and uh, the leader of the of, of, of Worship Harvest, Apostle Mose, we had started teaching on the Holy Spirit as part of something, you know, to a series. like. But we got stuck. We've been stuck there for, I don't know, maybe two months or so. The Holy Spirit, you don't have a title for it, it's just that you go there and you feel there is more. So recently, I started listening to a book by Reinhard Bonnke, uh, one of God's generals in our generation, who is now in glory, of blessed memory, like they like to say, Reinhard Bonnke, a German man who was sent to Africa to preach the gospel, one of the greatest evangelists that ever walked the face of the earth, and he walked in healing power, and what has struck me about this book is just his relationship with the Holy Spirit, okay? I know I've started, you were like, you say two things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship with the Holy Spirit, and we also talk about the power of generosity, or the power of the seed. In our next podcast, so don't miss it. And both of these are powerful keys that open us up into a realm with God that is tapped into by very few. Okay, very few. So I listened to this. You should find the book. It's called A Life of Fire by Reinhard Bonnke. It's like his autobiography. And he I love I love it on audible because he is reading the book himself. So you get to hear him. His nice thick German 
English accent and can speak hard for God. But it has challenged me so much and brought me back to uh, to a desire and a hunger for an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see, prayer can be a chore. You can wake up and you pray every day at a certain time, 5 to 6 a.m. I pray, I talk to God, I have a list, etc. And it can become a thing that you tick off. It's like having a relationship with someone and you have, my husband and I have tried it, we've had our weekly date before. Until the weekly date, it now became about the weekly date. Like the point of the date was to grow in relationship with my husband. Then we reached a place where the point of the date was to have the date. It was so bad because I remember when we when we burst and laughed and said, let's first stop this. We went out together and we were both on our phones chatting with other people and showing each other the jokes on different groups and laughing. We're not even talking to each other. Now you show him yours, you show him, then you're all responding. Then Pala, aren't you guys together? Like, yeah, ha ha ha. You're together, but you're banging, you're, you're talking to people who are not in the room with you. And like, ah, we are bored, let's go home. We're like, what are we doing? We are having a date for the sake of having a date. It's not actually helping us grow in our intimacy together. And we started saying, how about maybe now first chill the dates and start having real conversation. Or now we're home in the car, when we get home, how are you really? What are you thinking about? ETC. And I think that's how it is like the Holy Spirit. We get to a place where um, I'm praying for the sake of praying. The question is why? What's the point of prayer? And I'm talking about prayer from the dimension of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Because when I say intimacy, what comes to my mind is intimacy is a place of reproduction. Okay? Intimacy is a place of creation. Because when you become intimate with someone, like the intimate knowledge of God produces eternal life. He says in John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. That eternal life is not life after death, but eternal life is an intimate knowledge of God. Not a head knowledge, but an intimate experience. You know when you know someone so intimately that you start to behave like them, that they reproduce themselves in you. So when you come to know God and his son Jesus Christ so intimately, that his life becomes your life. He says in 1 Peter that we, have, that, that, that we have received great and precious promises that through these we may become partakers of the divine nature. That through the knowledge of God, we start to become more like him. He's not talking about through knowing scriptures. Because you've met people who can quote scripture, but their life and the life of God don't meet. So the knowledge he's talking about is that through intimate experience of God, we become participants in the divine nature. This is what I've learned about God. The difference between eternal life and religion is that religion is a set of rules. Do's and don'ts, stuff you should or shouldn't do. And every religion in the world has do's and don'ts. But in Christ Jesus, we are called into a relationship. Why? It is from relationship that we reproduce the life of God, that we become sons and daughters, that we become heirs, that we see fruitfulness. It is from intimacy with my husband that there is fruitfulness. There is a knowledge. When they talk about that knowledge, they're talking about Adam knew his wife Eve. Not that, not that he knew her name and what she liked to eat and drink. That stuff, many people can know it. And they say that Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived. So basically, as intimacy leads to conception, to conceive the things of the Spirit, we need to become intimate with the Holy Spirit. Because I've realized that in the Trinity, the reproducing power of God is with the Holy Spirit. That's why even the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The seed of the, and I'm going to prove this to you through Scripture. 
over and over, you will see that when Mary is going to give birth to divine seed, who is Jesus Christ, who visits her. When the angel Gabriel tells Mary she's going to conceive seed of the spirit, she asks, how shall it be? Thank God she asked that question. How shall it be? And he says, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will overshadow you and you will conceive seed. But Jesus is called the Son of God the Father. Because God the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, it's a mystery. They are three, but they are one. But the part of the Trinity that reproduces the life of God in us is the Holy Spirit. That's why you can read this book called the Bible and even go to Bible school and become a Bible encyclopedia and have no life if you read it as just a book. But when you read it with the Holy Spirit as a guide, he brings to life. Have you ever been reading scripture and like suddenly the scripture you've always read just jumps off the pages that's the power of the holy spirit and it's like he impregnates your spirit and you start to produce a thing you hadn't produced before maybe you've struggled with impatience in your spirit there is patience but until the holy spirit by the power of the word of god gives you revelation of that patience you walk in you can walk in measures of patience that are like for people who don't know god or you can become a person who's given to patience because you got a revelation by the power of the Holy Spirit, by intimate knowledge. How does now let me ask you a simple question? How do you become how do you become intimate with someone? It's by but relationship, right? But how does relationship develop? By investing time. When my husband was pursuing me as a young woman, a younger woman, I I, I mean we didn't know each other, so we couldn't be intimate. There are things I couldn't tell him. There are things I couldn't share with him. There are things I, I mean, he was some guy in the worship team. But when we started to get close, because of spending time together, and we're not spending time together doing exams about each other, and we did have a date 5 to 6 a.m. or 5 to 6 p.m. every day just to have a date. No, we were interested in each other. I was, I, he was mysterious to me. I was mysterious to him. He wanted to find out about me. So that we looked forward to the time. It wasn't a chore. Even when we were not together, we are trying to chat on the phone. There was no WhatsApp there. So you're texting and there are text bundles and he's calling you and you're together and during the day and you take a walk and then you say goodbye and then you go back and then you call each other. Did you arrive safely? Of course, it's me asking if I arrived safely because as a good man, he made sure I was home before he got home. And so it's in that pursuit. Now, if you get married and stop doing that, pursuing each other, that relationship goes, goes still. Then for say we fell out of love. No, you stopped pursuing intimacy. Intimacy is a lifelong pursuit. Intimacy with God comes by relationship. But many of us, we've learned religion. And so we don't reproduce because religion makes you sterile. In fact, my pastor says that it's so much worse when a Christian continues to hear the word of God and doesn't take action on it by the Holy Spirit, because what happens is you become immunized. You know what? You get immunity against the word of God. Have you, you imagine that? Like how you have immunity against measles because they immunized you. So when measles comes, it can't really harm you much. When the word of God comes, it can't really destabilize your life much. Your life continues. You hear it, then bother you. You keep doing what is against the word because you've become immune. Why? It's religion. It's me, I pay my tithe, I wake up and I pray one hour, I read my Bible for 30 minutes, don't ask me for more. So God can't, the Holy Spirit can't nudge you in the middle of the day at your workplace and say, pray. Because 
you're not working with him he can't show you that something is coming because you, he has an appointment at five if he didn't talk then and even then i don't know if we give him time to talk you are we are the ones talking we are shouting at him then we are done and i've been in a place where not once or twice where there is a bubbling on the inside with i'm enjoying prayer i'm seeing results then i'm tired but if you think about it even in human relationships i've also been in a place where i'm bored in my marriage for us to talk about those things and every time that happens it's because the pursuit stopped we entered a certain monotony and routine almost a religion in the marriage and even us many of us when you're asking questions like how do you pray what do you say before you how do you relate with your friends how do you hang out up to him talking the women especially even the gentlemen you go and have a boys night how do you do it what's the formula mm -hmm. walking and greet for 12 minutes after that for 23 minutes what talk about soccer there's no formula you hang out with someone you enjoy you love their company but you didn't always love their company the first time you met them maybe they were strangers and you cultivated the relationship by hanging out and hanging out and hanging out and now you're comfortable sometimes you sit together and say nothing and it's okay everyone is doing whatever and you're comfortable but when you're with someone who you don't know it's silence is not comfort at all and that's how some of us feel our prayer time with god we talk to him and don't leave any silence until you're finished talking then you go out you feel the gaps with talking but so we talk about mary the holy spirit overshadows her when we think of samson the bible talks about his supernatural strength and how the holy spirit was upon him and so he had this supernatural strength although he had an instruction it seems to me that when the holy spirit comes upon us to reproduce the life of god he comes with a word of instruction that's unique to us for mary it was don't don't be intimate with a man but you're going to get pregnant hey, how does that work it's a mystery that's why the things we're going to talk about here is that that holy spirit he deals in the mysterious the un difficult to understand and then you think about Samson, for example, born to a mother who had been barren for years, child of promise, Holy Spirit upon him for supernatural strength, but he had an instruction, he had a Nazarite vow, could not cut off his hair or drink wine. And then he told that secret to a woman who betrayed him. And once his hair was cut off, the Holy Spirit lifted. You think about David, the Bible talks about him when they are giving testimony of him to Saul, that there's a man full of the Spirit of God. When he plays an instrument, demons flee but also he's a man of war so that's why a young teenage boy defeats a giant because the spirit of the lord is already upon him to do mighty works and david understood that and pursued a relationship with god for all his life even with his imperfections and mistakes and i think that's why god called him a man after god's own heart when you think about uh, elizabeth mary's cousin who conceives john the baptist well, the Holy Spirit speaks to uh, his father Zacharias and he doubts and he shuts him up. That's a teaching one another day because there are levels in God where there are certain questions. Mary asked the same questions Zacharias asked. Mary was answered, Zacharias was shut up. When Mary was asked, when she asked how shall it be, they told her. When Zacharias was a high priest asked that question, Gabriel told him, how can you dare ask such a question, how shall it be? Because he was like, on your level, of intimacy with God, there are things you shouldn't even be questioned. Told him you will not talk again, but we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, because there we are we are God has different expectations of us. Too much is given, much is required. Today we are talking about prayer for intimacy as a as a way towards intimacy with the Holy Spirit. 
Let's go to the book of Genesis. In the beginning, the world was void and without form, right? Darkness filled the face of the earth. Then something interesting is spoken there in Genesis 1. That the spirit of the Lord hovered. He hovered. He hovered over, over the darkness. He says the world was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. Now we know that the spirit was hovering. Why? He's the creative power. He was waiting. He was brooding like a chicken brooding over its eggs, waiting for what? A command from the mouth of God. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't work alone. He works by the word of God. And so he knows the mind of God. So he was waiting. The moment God said, what do you think, you think God was speaking? Let there be. He was commanding the creative force of heaven to release what he spoke. He said, let there be light. And that's why he says that they created, that we, let us create. It was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working together in the creation story. And so the Holy Spirit is a, is a person of the Trinity. He's God. He is a member of the Trinity. He is God. We are familiar with the Father and the Son, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, who in John 16, you go and read the book of John 14 to 16, you'll see Jesus basically saying bye to his disciples and saying, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I am leaving you with a helper called the Holy Spirit. He will reveal to you, why don't we go there? Because you might be thinking, eh, this woman, what are these things she's saying? Let's go to chapter 16. Mm-hmm. Chapter John 16 from verse 12, he says, this is Jesus. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Do you know that there are things God can't speak to you in certain seasons of your life? There, there are many things I want to tell my children. I have to, I have my three daughters. One of them is four years old. Uh, yeah, there are things I can't tell her. I want to tell them to her, but I can't tell them to her. Yeah, some of you keep complaining about the birds. They are back. <laughs> I think they also enjoy the word of God. But he says, I still have many things to say to you. There are things that God speaks to you depending on the level of your maturity in the spirit. I can be mature naturally, but in the things of the spirit, I'm a babe. Even, even Paul says, you are your children. You, you should be eating solid food by now, but you eat, you're drinking milk. We are still talking about baptism, reading your Bible, prayer, doctrinal issues. We should be moving on to other things, taking territory for the kingdom of God, discipleship, planting churches, what? But what are we dealing with? Basics. Why? Your children. There are things I can't share with my children, like sexuality. She's four years old. There's a depth I can't go to. First of all, she won't understand. Secondly, that information might be too much. Thirdly, she might take it be out of context. Basically, it can end up destroying someone. There are things that you can't bear. So even Jesus will say, basically, an intimacy with the relation with, with the Holy Spirit leads to maturity. And then you're able to bear certain things. God is able to give you more revelation. The deeper you go with the Holy Spirit, the more stable you become as a believer and the more you can be trusted. I was telling you about Reinhard Bonke and his book and why it really fired me up. Is that this man, when he talks about the Holy Spirit, like talking about his friend who he hangs with, he keeps saying, I heard the distinct voice of the Holy Spirit say to me this. Then I asked him, Lord, what? Then he answered me this. Honestly, I can't say that I know the distinct voice of the Holy Spirit like that. Like in normal conversation, I had been there before and I lost my way. 
I entered too many other things like prioritize because if I prioritize relationship with you, I get to know your voice so well beyond words. I can tell. I can tell when my husband is unhappy. I can tell why I've spent time with him. I know him. He doesn't have to speak. He can just look, he can just say, eh, and I know what eh means. You know? So the more you spend time with someone, the more you know them. Now remember the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God concerning us. We are going to go there. But in chapter 16, verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Meaning you'll bear them eventually. However, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, what will he do? He will guide you into what? All truth. How? He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Meaning God is still speaking. God is still speaking concerning your life. God is still speaking concerning your, your business. God is still speaking concerning your ministry. God is still speaking concerning your destiny. He's not silent. And the Holy Spirit is the one who will be able to tell you what God is saying now concerning your life. Right now. Maybe what he said last month is not what he's saying now. But if I'm still riding on it as the truth for forever, I am stuck. I am stuck in my yesterdays when God is in my tomorrows. Why? I am not listening to the now word of the Holy Spirit. And that can only work through relationship, active, intimate relationship. Not where I put him in a box for one hour and I say, you can't talk to me the rest of the day. But where I'm open to him, I get to know his voice. I can tell when I'm at work. Me, I've had the Holy Spirit teach me Microsoft Excel. I'm not going to lie to you. I've had him show me what to do and I've become excellent at things which then I don't know how to answer people when they're asking me. I'm like, no, what do I tell you? But the Holy Spirit told me, I don't even know who the Holy Spirit, you don't know what, what I'm talking about. But there's that level of intimacy where you, you can talk to him about Microsoft Excel. You can talk to him about a report at work. You can talk to him about a child who is confusing you at home. You can talk to him about your relationships. You can talk to him about how to invest your money. You can rise and I do that. We get the money and ask, so Lord, how would you like us to spend the money this month? And he will show you, I need you to solve so-and-so's problem. There's this person who needs some help here. I need you, maybe you should invest here. Now this money, I know you've got it thinking it's for this, but actually I would like you to send it here. And our hearts are open. You're saying, Lord, but we're not always like that. In the beginning, you're struggling with, oh, I already have a plan. Basically, God, there's no room here. But he's always speaking. God is always speaking concerning your life. And he speaks through the Holy Spirit. That he says he will speak. Whatever he hears, he will speak. The Holy Spirit is always hearing the Father. And then transmitting it to you and I. He's giving you a now word. There is a now word available to release you into your tomorrow. But are you available to hear it? Are you available for the Holy Spirit to be able to minister to you what the Father is saying now concerning your life? Because maybe what he said last month is not what he's saying now. What he said last year is not what he's saying now. I do this every birthday. I go away and I want to hear God. What are you saying for this season of my life? And it's always quite different. Starkly from what he said the year before. Because he's moving, he's always, God is always moving us from glory to glory, from light to light, from strength to strength. He's taking us to the next level and promoting us through instruction. And then he says, he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine. And the, do you see how God is glorified? By you knowing what he has for you. That's what glorifies God. It's not, God is not hiding stuff from you and I. But we are the ones who are away from the one who will tell us what is hidden for us. It's like if I left behind a will 
and my child is supposed to go and talk to the person who has the executor for the will and they refuse to talk to them and they every time they call them they switch them off so they live outside of their inheritance but there is someone who can reveal to you what your parents left behind for you not because they did prepare for you but you don't know who has access to what you have what you should have access to and i think that's the frustration of heaven the holy spirit is hovering over our lives to produce what god has already placed on the inside of us the picture that god gave me yesterday was of soil and what he what he showed me the holy spirit was revealing to me that in the soil okay soil is like the grace of god soil is like the finished work of christ in the soil at your home right now in the compound you know that there are fruits in that soil there are mangoes there are watermelons there are pineapples there are apples there are beans there are, there's corn in the soil at least in african soil i hope it's the same across the world but in the soil right there in your compound the truth is that all those fruits are there but are you enjoying them what's missing you have to provoke the ground to release what is already in it it's not that when you put in a seed god starts creating new fruits no the fruits are already in the ground but the seed provokes a fruit now that's a teaching for next week when we start talking about the power of a seed but also your intimacy with the holy spirit simply provokes what has already been provided by heaven by the grace of God, as he says, he will declare to you what's already yours. Meaning God already prepared for your life before you were born. He's prepared victory. He says he always causes us to triumph. Not that there will be no trouble. But even in the midst of trouble, I know I'm victorious. Because God prepared victory every step of the way. But you see, I can only tap into that through the strange instructions of the Holy Spirit. They are strange. They are mysterious. They are not obvious. So taking the obvious route, I find myself sometimes not even consulting God. I do what I think is best from experience now my previous experience will give me my previous results but there is a place for the holy spirit to instruct you and show you results that are not what you've experienced before through the strange instruction of something you've never done before available only through the holy spirit and the word of god through relationship not through religious tasks that we do with the holy spirit all things that the father has are mine therefore i say that we take of what is mine and declare it to you. In the book of, of First Corinthians, Paul is writing to these very spiritual people who he tells that they are very cunning. But in the book of First Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9, we shall try and read it as much as we can. He says, but it is written, as it is written, now many of us know this verse and we stop there. He says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The things which God has prepared. The things which God has prepared. Listen to me. God has prepared things for you. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. God has prepared things for you. And God doesn't give bad gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from God, the Father of lights, in whom there is no shadow of turning. God prepares good and perfect. Listen, God has prepared some things for you. He has prepared them. You did not come into this world before God prepared. Before you were born, God prepared. The things God has prepared for you, they are there. Just because you don't see them doesn't mean that they are not there. They are there. They are things God has prepared for me. There are things God has prepared for you who is watching. You have to believe that. Because if you don't believe that, why should you pursue the Holy Spirit? It's useless. 
If I don't believe that God has prepared anything for me, I'm just some human living on the earth, eventually I'm going to die. I don't need to pursue you. If I don't believe that my father left me an inheritance, I'm not going to pursue his lawyer. For what? I know there's nothing. In fact, I fear that I may end up in debt, which he left behind. So I don't want to know. Do you believe that God has prepared things for you? And the things God has prepared for you, your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard, it hasn't even entered into your heart. Basically, they are going to boggle your mind. They are beyond what you can comprehend. Because he is God. They are levels. God can't be prepared things which even me I can imagine. Because he is God, our minds can't meet. The things he has prepared for me boggle the mind. That's why I need the Holy Spirit as a guide to show them to me. <laughs> yeah, my mind can't comprehend them. It's like bringing a chemi chemistry um, equation to my four-year-old daughter. She needs a teacher to help her get to that place where she can make sense of it. Otherwise, it's just strange stuff. There are things God has prepared for you. Do you believe that? Because the next verse, that then stop there. This is this scripture right here is actually quoting, I think, the book of Isaiah. When he says, I hasn't seen chapter 64, ear hasn't heard, he's quoting the prophet as it is written. And he says, but God has revealed them to us. He has, not he's going to reveal them. He has already revealed them, not to just the Holy Spirit, but to us. How? Through his spirit. For the spirit is busy searching all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The things God has prepared for us are deep. They are not on the surface. They have to be sought out. Like if you're searching for something that is deep, you go, you go deep. If something is on the surface, you're not searching for it. It's right there. But if you're digging to search, it means it is deep. It means it takes time and patience. To develop relationship with the Holy Spirit takes time and patience. We have to sit with him, get to know him. Sit there and allow your heart to see him, to walk with him, to hear his voice, to as you're reading the Bible, to invite him to speak to you. And he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. This is a revelation that I had from Apostle Mose, my, my pastor. He said that, verse 11, part A, What man knows the things of a man except the spirit which is in him? Have you ever thought about that? There are things which your spirit knows. You know by your spirit, not by your soul. You know that you have money. It's not on your account, but you know. And you can't explain to people that I'm, I'm not broke. Eh? They think you're lying or you're trying to make yourself psyched. But it's settled in your heart. It's like for years when I tell people, we are getting a house. We are going to live in it free of charge. I, don't, I can't explain, but I knew it. For eight years, I said that thing. And at some point, I think when your friends are like, hey, amen. One day, a strange woman who didn't even know about this, right? I used to tell only my friends, called. And God had told them to let us live in their beautiful home. And it was exactly what I had spoken. Four bedrooms, what everything to the detail. I knew by the Holy Spirit, one day I was at home, the curtains were closed. I, was, I wasn't even praying for a house. And it just dropped in my spirit. You're going to live in a house you need to build. Filled with beautiful things. And I couldn't shake it. I couldn't dismiss it. I couldn't pretend I had it. My husband came back, I first refused to tell him. Then I told him, he was like, Amen. Yeah, like, okay. Amen. I'm like, no. You know when, when you know something and you're like, do you get it? Uh, not really, but amen. It's personal. 
you know so there are things which you know like when i was told i couldn't have children but i knew i was going to have children so i even went on contraceptives before my honeymoon so that i don't conceive because i know that i will conceive when they've told you you can't have children and you're using contraceptives to prevent pregnancy come on now hey i knew i just couldn't explain it but i knew now i'm pregnant with my fourth child and i've never had trouble in fact i have to be very careful not to just there are things you know by the spirit, not by the soul, not by the natural, not by a report. You know by the spirit. But those things will happen. The more intimate you become with the Holy Spirit, the more you start to know things by the spirit of God. So, these things will also speak. Now, we have received not the spirit who is from God. Eh? We have received not the spirit who is from the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? Why do we have the Holy Spirit that we might know the things, the ones he prepared? which have been freely given to us by God. Guys, the Holy Spirit is supposed to guide us into all truth that God has prepared for us. The Holy Spirit reveals your destiny. The Holy Spirit is his life. He shows you when things are coming. For me, what I like is to be warned ahead of time. I don't want someone who I love to die without my knowledge. And the Holy Spirit has always warned me in dreams what? By the time the person is going, I have actually released them and mourned them. And I'm okay in my heart. He shows you things to come. Why should you live a life of surprises when you have the Holy Spirit who can show you what's coming? Again, this book by Reinhard Bonke, he tells a story of when they had built this big tent, the biggest in the world at the time. And when they had finished building it, it was in another country in Australia. And God, and he had the Holy Spirit telling the tent has collapsed. Hmm? Okay, I mean, there's no WhatsApp, what he, was like, I wonder, I said, what, what I didn't understand is why was it I panicking when I had that one? I felt peace with it. And he did when he arrived, he found that tent had collapsed, people were crying, the, and it had cost them about a million dollars. And see, again, I wondered, why am I not disturbed? This has been my dream for years, but why am I not bothered? Because God had already provided a way out. And indeed, he meets a man of God, Kenneth Copeland, who tells him, God has told me to sort out your tent. He didn't even ask him or talk about it. He said, okay, what are the costs? $800,000. He said, great, I'm writing you that check. Boom. He said, no, I understood why I was in brother. That man walked with the Holy Spirit. Where you have peace in a storm and you understand that I think why I don't have, I'm not panicking. It's because God has already figured out a way out. And he informed me before so that I don't find out in the news. I already knew the tent had collapsed before the tent collapsed. Because he found out that the tent collapsed the next day. Because things in the spirit happen before they happen in the natural. So you're warned of what's to come. We have an opportunity to live a life that is not normal. He says that we have the Holy Spirit. Verse 12, why? That we might know. I want to actually stop there. The point of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is God wants to glorify himself in your life and my life. And so how does this happen? You see, relating with the Holy Spirit, I think, begins with prayer. Praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, but not for things, but for intimacy, for relationships. Sitting out and hanging out with the Holy Spirit. One of the things I practice um, is to go away and just be with God for like two days, three days, just there, worshipping, listening to the word, cracking jokes, laughing, getting familiar with him. But now I've started to bring back in my life through that day interrupt my time at lunchtime run away with him sit somewhere and say what are you saying and in the beginning you think you're talking to yourself 
it's really beautiful. Eventually, that voice becomes distinct. And me, my desire is to get to the place where I had both God and me, where Jesus was, where he said, I only do what I see my father doing. Meaning he could see in the spirit throughout the day. He would know, let's cross over to the other side. I sense God telling me there's a man. Let's go. Like now, Renard Bonk, he tells you how he would know. We're going for a conference. There's a woman. We should be wearing this color of clothes. She's going to be healed. So he walks in and the woman has walked in and he's like, excuse me, lady, you're getting healed today. Like, I didn't come here for healing actually. So, no, you don't know, but me, Jesus already showed me. The Holy Spirit showed me. Guys, we have an opportunity to live a life of victory. A life of above storms. A life, a spiritual life. A life on a higher plane. By the Holy Spirit. The one who has been there from the beginning. The one who they left behind for us. Otherwise, we live as orphans who have a guardian. Because says, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will give you a helper. He will be your guide. I'm not supposed to walk through life wondering what it will be. I have a guide. That guide, meanwhile, has already gone to the end of my life. He knows what is prepared for me months in advance, years in advance. He gives me peace in the storm because I know this storm is temporary. I've already got victory. Just is coming in two weeks. So even now, I'm already victorious. It's just going to show up in two weeks. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to live like a normal person. I don't have to mourn like a normal person. I don't have to, to, to make panic decisions, rush decisions. The Holy Spirit will show you your spouse. The Holy Spirit will keep you in your marriage. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to raise your children, whether you had great ones, great parents or not. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to profit in your business. The Holy Spirit, he will show you through his word, through his ministers, through instruction that is unique to only you. There are things which for me, I know I can't do. By the by just the Holy Spirit, I can't explain it, but I can't take alcohol. Period. Is it that it's evil to take you to hell? No, but I have my instructions. Samson had his instructions. They are not for the whole of Israel. By breaking those instructions, he cut himself off from his future. There are things the Holy Spirit has said to you, but because you don't know him as well, you doubt. You wonder, am I being too much? Maybe for me it's okay. How come am I being what? No! He knows what God has prepared for you. Therefore, he is your destiny, big greatest destiny preparer and helper and who walks with you, guide, teacher, counselor, comforter, ever-present help in time of trouble. Now, do you, do you know him? When you wake up to pray, are you praying so that you can get to know him more intimately? Oh, it's just a list of stuff that you need God to do for you. There's more beyond the things. Those things, eh? seek first his kingdom. Those things will be added to so today I hope that I'm stirring up a hunger in you to just be with the Holy Spirit for the sake of being with the Holy Spirit. I'd recommend to you a book that changed my life at the age of 13 when I had my first encounter with the Holy Spirit. Good Morning Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, a man who has a intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Find that book. Find the Reinhard Bonke book. Let them create a hunger in you and then show up. And just sit and breathe. The way you have a relationship with the person. You I can't tell you what I do because it's unique to all of us. They're trying to tell you how to develop a relationship with your husband. What I do with my husband is different, but they are principles. Give it time. Be in the word. Worship. Listen. Then take action on what you suspect to have had. That's how you get to know his voice with time. You it's first a suspicion, then you start to know how he speaks to you, then it becomes affirmed for you. How he speaks to you and how he speaks to you will be different. But it will be affirmed. Like you know that he's the one. Because you've had him in the private place of prayer. And in your day-to-day -day life, you have allowed his voice to become familiar. I believe that there is a stirring in the spirit. It's time for us to walk with the Holy Spirit. 
the one who is revealing the future, the one who knows the things God has prepared for us and he wants to reveal them to us every day of our lives. Listen, there's more. If you're watching and you've never prayed in tongues, you've never received the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of tongues, it's so easy. And I'd like to help you walk through it right now. All right? As the music is playing, as we just, I just want you to open your mouth. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, but you pray as you pray. So you're going to open your mouth and, and you have to speak, like you can't move your tongue by force. But I want you to believe your mind will tell you, because your mind is unfruitful when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Your mind is going to tell you you're 4G. Just go ahead and open your mouth and start to pray in a new language and a new tongue right now. Yes, go ahead, open your mouth wherever you are, if you're with friends, go on and pray, pray. It feels strange, it feels like a bubbling, but that is the new language of the Holy Spirit. Yes, go on, go on, go on. Come on, lift your voice. Right now, as you pray in the spirit, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. You're stirring up your spirit, man, to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you can pray more in the Holy Spirit than with your normal language, because the Spirit prays with our spirit. He calls out things in the spirit. Just like any language, you can turn it on and off. You don't need to have a feeling. It's a secret weapon. Yes, you build yourself up. You bless God well. You speak mysteries. You go into your future underlying things. If you sense an instruction while you pray, write it down. Take action on it and see what God does. If you hear God speak to you about someone else, reach out. Take action. Keep just testing and seeing so that you get to know his voice and get to walk with him and get to become confident. As you get to know him, Holy Spirit will welcome you into every home, every office, every car, every space where people are gathered today. We receive your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, receive your presence. We ask that, oh Lord, you will visit us. You will visit us. We will walk with you. You will enable us. Because we can't do this in our power or in our might. That we will be able to be the generation that walks with you. That reverences you. That loves to have a relationship with you. Listen, if you're watching me and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. You can't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit without knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing you need to do. You just need to accept his love and his sacrifice. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, you believe that he died for you, he cleansed you from all your sin, he loves you and will never stop loving you. He's not calling you to be perfect. He is the perfect one. And when you come into relationship with him, he takes away the burden of you trying to live your life to perfect and he gives you his perfection and he starts to teach you how to walk like him, how to live like him, how to reproduce his life. I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants to you to know him as, his, as your Lord and Savior. He wants to be a father to you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to give you life in its fullness. He wants to give you victory in difficult times. He wants to be your comforter, your friend, your everything. Look, he doesn't condemn. He loves. His is love. Love that's unconditional like any other. He loves and his love is what breaks the hold of sin over your life. Maybe you're involved in witchcraft. Maybe you're involved in, in strange things. Maybe you have addictions and you're thinking, can Jesus accept me? Yes, he came for the sick, for the lost. You're the one he came for and today is your day of salvation. 
would you go ahead and simply pray this simple prayer after me if that is you don't delay don't delay don't put it off today is the best day for you to receive the life of god in your life say dear lord jesus thank you for drawing me in today i receive you as my lord and savior take my life baptize me with your holy spirit and give me significance in jesus name Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Would you let me know? Send me an email, beatricediamanzi at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what has happened. We would like to celebrate with you and walk with you. Thank you so much, friends, again, for joining me. Go and get intimate with the Holy Spirit. He wants to reveal to you the things God has prepared for you and walk a life of victory. In Jesus' name, amen.